0: I wanna jump into the word. I'm gonna be in Acts 16, verse 23. Paul and Silas are missionaries who are in a town doing the work of the Lord. And as they're doing the work of the Lord, they find themselves in a tight spot. That's my subject for tonight, a tight spot. They find themselves in a tight spot, and as a result of them finding themselves in this tight spot, they end up imprisoned. And so I want to set this up so that when we get into the text, you understand the context of what we're reading. They were doing what they were supposed to do, they were doing what God had called them to do, and they were so effective that they ended up in a tight spot. That sounds counterintuitive because our thought is that if we are effective, that we should have more freedom and we should have more liberty. If I play my cards right, then I should be able to do more. But the reality is that sometimes the cost of being effective means that you end up in tight spots. And so when we begin this text in verse 23, it says, And when they had laid many stripes on them so... They are being beaten and abused for doing what they have been called to do. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm. For we are all here. I want to talk about being in a tight spot. Father, it is so evident that there is a flow in this room. Father, it is my prayer to add to that flow. So God, I am asking that you would breathe in this room as only you can do that this word would become flesh and that it would dwell amongst us and that it would leave with us, that it would follow us in our cars, that it would follow us to our homes, that it would follow us into our businesses, that this would be the kind of word that radically changes our lives because you don't just whisper sweet nothings in our ear. When you speak a word, mountains move, identities are transformed, chains are broken, strongholds come down, generational curses are broken. God, you've been doing it for millions upon millions of years. So, Father, I ask that this would just be another moment where you move. Let there be no fear, no insecurity, no nerves, no Sarah standing up here, but may your presence stand tall in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I've been trying to find an analogy to explain the season that I feel like we have been in. And the only way I can really describe it is by saying it's like going to the store and buying a pair of shoes. Stick with me, I'm gonna bless you. (laughs) The shoes are killer, okay? They're beautiful shoes, they're amazing. And you try the shoes on and you say to yourself, Self, I like these shoes but these shoes don't like me, amen? Because the moment I put them on, my feet started hurting. But you know what, you said, that's all right. I'm gonna buy these shoes anyway because I'm just gonna learn to stretch these shoes out so that I can wear them without doing that walk that you do when your feet hurt but your shoes are cute. Come on if you've been there before and don't leave me. That's all right. Fellas, don't act like you can't be in this because I've seen some of you tiptoeing down Melrose trying to take your Sunday picture. (laughs) Yeah. I was actually reading, there's this shoe designer who said, I don't want to create painful shoes, but it is not my job to create something comfortable. I try to make high heels as comfortable as they can be, but my priority is design. Beauty and sexiness. I'm not against them, but comfort is not my focus. That's what I would call this season. That for some reason, it does not appear that comfort is God's focus in designing my life. And it wouldn't be so bad, but I have seen his other designs. And so I trust that when he starts bending me and molding me, that if he did it for this person and that person, that he's going to do it for me. Sometimes God will expose you to people who influence you and who you admire for some reason, not so that you can worship them, not so that you can be jealous of them, but so that you can see God's portfolio of work because if god can show you his portfolio of work you will fall so in love with the design and the craftsmanship of what craftsmanship of what he does that you won't mind undergoing the pain connected to the process but the truth is sometimes that process means that we end up in tight spots and the goal is To keep living in those tight spots until the tight spot becomes comfortable. Until what I used to call tight and uncomfortable becomes my norm. But so many of us are surprised that we find ourselves in a tight spot that we can't even adjust and convince ourselves that comfort is on the other side. But if you think about it, there are some of us who are flourishing in areas that used to be tight spots before. That stands to mean that you don't just get to this level where everything is always comfortable, that if we are really doing this walk with God right, it means that he's going to continue to reveal areas of our life that require we put ourselves or surrender to tight spots. In one phase of my life, you could not have paid me to get up here and talk to you. But now that I have learned how to navigate tight spots, I realize that when I get up here, if I make it about me, then I lost. But if I get up here and I make it about what God wants to say through me, then he gets the ultimate victory. That's the way that I've learned how to navigate my tight spots. And I feel like God is trying to teach us how to navigate the pressure connected to the design that he has in mind. When I formed you in your mother's womb, I had a design and I can't get you to that design unless you're willing to go through a tight spot. The womb is a tight spot until the woman gives birth and then all of a sudden what once was tight, it's no longer tight because you're flourishing in a new realm. The only way through is through. We can't go back now. We can't give up now. We can't just stop and settle and refuse to birth that thing that God has placed down on us, that version of who he has called us to be. There are some moments where you get in too deep. I'm in too deep now. I literally can't go back. So I got to learn how to navigate this tight spot. I got to learn how to make this money work for me and not against me. I'm in a tight spot. I got to learn how to let this city help me be who God has called me to be without drowning in the process. I got to navigate a tight spot. I can't be who I used to be I got to learn how to have integrity I got to learn how to step to it and believe that if God brought me to it it's because there's something in this room for me I'm trying to navigate a tight spot I'm here on a Thursday night at 8 o'clock not because I didn't have nothing to do child I could be at home but I'm navigating a tight spot and if God doesn't speak a word I may not make it through but if he does if he does this tight spot won't define me forever A seed doesn't get to flourish where everyone can see it until it survives being in the tight spot that the soil creates when God is trying to give it roots. Feel like God is trying to give us roots. So we gotta be in tight spots and in tight situations, but most importantly, we have to learn to love pressure. Don't resist the pressure. It has been said that pressure produces diamonds. I would like to submit for your consideration that pressure produces opportunity. That when you learn how to surrender to pressure, and no longer resist the pressure that you see that there are opportunities connected to the pressure, not opportunities for you to gain externally, though, though, though that is there too, but opportunities for you to become someone you never could have become had it not been for the pressure. The reason why I love pressure is because pressure looks like an opportunity to me. So when I have to start strategizing differently than I was strategizing before, I realize that I am becoming a better business owner than I was. because. Of the pressure that being uh, over budget created, when my family is in pressure, it makes me become a better mother. Pressure produces opportunity, and I want you to know that anything that you surrender to that produces pressure is not meant to just give you something. It's meant to birth something down on the inside of you. That pressure is trying to pull something out of you, and I just feel like somebody feels like they've been being taken under. But I hear God saying that those are just contractions that I'm trying to birth something that the womb is closing in on you, that the room is closing in on you, not because I'm trying to kill you. I'm not trying to take you out of here. I'm trying to birth a version of you that you never thought you could be. I'm trying to birth a mindset, a mentality, a ministry so that I can build something on you, so that I can build something unshakable down on the inside of you, but I can't do it unless you love pressure. Pressure makes you put your game face on. Pressure makes you qualify your circle. Pressure makes you qualify your creativity. It makes you budget your time differently. Pressure is the only way that we're gonna make it through this. And so in my text, I realize that Paul and Silas are experiencing pressure. They're experiencing the kind of pressure that you can only experience when you're doing what God has called you to do. What's tricky for me is that as they are experiencing this pressure, that it seems like it happens in a way that is out of sequence. When I was studying in my notes, I literally wrote that Paul and Silas have been beaten up and they're in prison not because they did something wrong, but because they did something right. (laughs) <laughs> they cast out a spirit of this servant girl, and when they cast out their spirit, her masters get upset, and because they are upset with them being effective, they decide if I can't keep you from being who God has called you to be, then I'll try and keep who you are sequestered in a room where no one can see it. Hmm. And so they don't realize that Paul and Silas love pressure. And when you love pressure, no one can put you in a room and keep you in the room. Because there's something about pressure that makes me find an opportunity to break free. I wanna talk to some people who have been in a tight spot because they did the right thing. And I want you to know that if you have found yourself in a tight spot by doing the right thing, it is because God has ordained that tight spot to be stretched out for who you are. Got to say that the way I feel it. If you are in a tight spot, sometimes you pray for God to deliver you from the tight spot. And you ask that God would make a way of escape out of this tight spot. But God says, I put you in the tight spot because you're the only one who can stretch that thing out. I'm trying to stretch... I'm trying to stretch the industry. I'm trying to stretch your identity. I'm trying to stretch that ministry. I can't take you out of that tight spot because I'm trying to stretch that marriage to be the kind of marriage that can last for 50 years. I know you're in a tight spot, but that tight spot has been ordained. That tight spot has been ordained to stretch because you were in it. When you got into the tight spot because you were following what God told you to do, you have to know that that means that this tight spot has been ordained to stretch and become everything that God said that I was going to be. This tight spot cannot hold me. I don't care what the bank said about it. I don't care what anyone else thought about it. If God put me in this tight spot, you better get your popcorn. Sit back and watch because I'm going to stretch this thing out. I'm going to stretch it out until it becomes everything that God has called it to be. I know it doesn't look like much now, but wait till God gets finished stretching this thing out on my behalf. I know you're wondering why I came to this city, but just wait till God gets finished stretching, stretching this thing out. Cause I didn't get in this tight spot on my own. God sent me. I got in this tight spot because God sent me here. I got in this tight spot because I answered the call connected to my life. I got in this tight spot because I was taking seriously what he has called me to do and I'm not gonna quit and I'm not gonna back down. I wanna prophesy over somebody who's been thinking about quitting, over somebody who's been thinking about giving up. God Set you in that tight spot because he knows something about that spot that you're gonna learn by staying steady I hear God saying if you stay in position if you believe that I'm not a man that I should lie then you're gonna see that that tight spot must make room for you This city's got to make room for you. This industry's got to make room for you. I'm in a tight spot now because it's all I could handle. But while I'm in this tight spot, I've been praising. I've been worshiping. I've been inviting God into the tight spot. Because when me and God get in the tight spot together, you thought you had me. But I opened up my mouth and invited the presence of God. And when we got in this thing together, the demons started trembling. The earth started shaking. The shackles started dropping. This thing's got to make room for me. Because I can't go back to who I used to be. And I'm in love with who I am becoming. And I'm not afraid of a few lickings And I'm not afraid of a few beatings Cause I believe when it's all said and done That though he slay me, I can trust him That all things are gonna work together for my good This tight spot is birthing me This tight spot is showing me who I've been called to be I'm in a tight spot. Paul and Silas start praying and they start singing hymns in a tight spot. Mm. Look could that both see in a tight spot. In a tight spot. When I should have been silent. When I didn't have any words to say when I should have been grieving because you took something from me I found a way to pray in a tight spot I found a way to glorify you in a tight spot I found a way to not let what was around me get in me Instead I chose to let what was in me change what was taking place outside of me I need about 10 people in this room who know how to worship God from a tight spot God, I don't need a million dollar check to do it. God, I'll do it on overdraft. God, I'll do it if nobody comes with me cause I gotta worship you from this tight spot. Somebody's wondering what they're doing. Somebody's finally releasing the praise that the tight spot tried to hold down. The tight spot tried to imprison Paul and Silas's feet and it slammed the door on the possibilities for them to be free. But it didn't take what was down in them. And I think that Paul and Silas had two options, that they could look at their wounds and they could complain and they could ask God, why? Why did I end up here when I did everything you told me to do? God, how could I end up in this situation when I was simply following what you told me to do? But instead of assessing how they got there, they just invited God to get down in that thing with them. You see, God needs an invitation. He's a gentleman that way. He doesn't just force his way into your situation. He's looking for an invitation to get into that tight spot with you. So when they started praying and they started worshiping God, it was an invitation to him that you don't mind being in the tight spot if I'm there with you. And I felt that for me so heavily when I was worshiping the other day. I said, God, you don't have to deliver me from this mess. But if I know that you're down in this thing with me, me then my swag could be a little bit different then my confidence could be a little bit different. and I heard God say well Sarah if you really want me in there you gotta lift up your praise in the middle of the tight spot you gotta make room for me with your worship I'll set a throne down in that tight spot and I'll make that thing stretch out on your behalf So I started praying and I started worshiping and I just said, God, I want to be where you are. But if I can't be where you are from here, then God, can you be where I am and show me the way out of this thing? I feel like God's waiting on somebody to give him an invitation. The tight spot is scary because you don't know whether or not you have what it takes to really make it to the other side. The pain is scary, but they did something when they got alone with their pain. That's what I realized is the most powerful thing that any of us can do on this journey to healing and wholeness is learning the power of being alone with our pain. The most dangerous thing that the Romans could have done was stop beating them. Because when they stopped beating them, they left them alone with their pain. As long as they had to be defensive, they didn't have time to pray and they didn't have time to sing a hymn. But when the pain stopped and they got alone with their pain, they said, there's a remedy to this pain. There's a healer for this pain. It's what you do when you're alone with the pain that makes all of the difference. And so they prayed and they sang the hymns. And I want to read the scripture because Luke says it better than I could have ever said it. Luke says, suddenly there was a great earthquake. They weren't praying for the earthquake. They weren't praying to be delivered. They just wanted God to be in the midst of it with them. There's something about having a heart for God to just be there with you that allows God the opportunity to make room for his presence. God, I gotta say that the way you're saying it. God says, when you invite me into this situation, I level the playing field. When you invite me into this situation, you've got more armory than you had before. When you invite me into this situation, things have to change. So when they started inviting God into that thing, suddenly the earthquake came. Put the scripture on the screen for me. Suddenly the earthquake came. And there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison, God didn't just come and try and set them out of that mess. He decided to do something that would set not just them free, but anything that was connected to where they were had to be free as a result of the praise that was on their lips. God didn't just send them in that prison so that he could bring them out by themselves. The next time God pulls you out of that tight spot, I want you to know that you're coming out with more than what you came in there with. That you're coming out with your generations with you. I came in here single. I'm leaving out with my great grandchildren free. I got in this tight spot by myself. But when I come out, I'm bringing my business with me. He didn't just shake my prison. He shook the prison of everything connected to me. I'm not up here for you. I'm up here cause there's some children coming behind me and they need to know how to boss up. They need to know how to make hell nervous. They need to know how to stand up to pressure. This tight spot is not just about you. not just about you I hear God saying that I'm gonna make you the leader of people who you didn't even know would be connected to you because while they were praying and while they were singing hymns even while they were wounded and even while they were bleeding there were other prisoners that were listening to them Somebody's listening to how you handle that pain. Somebody's listening to how you handle that abandonment. Somebody's listening to how you handle that divorce. Somebody's listening to how you handle that no. Cause you're gonna show me how to stand up to it suddenly. Suddenly, suddenly, not 10 years later, not 15 years later, suddenly. Suddenly, 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 if that's your word you need to grab it Suddenly, 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 suddenly I became the head and I was the tail Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly he prepared a table for me In the presence of my enemies Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly it went from being a tight spot to being free indeed. Suddenly, 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 suddenly you're gonna look up and realize you made it to the other side. Suddenly you're gonna look up and you're gonna have generational wealth. It's not gonna happen for you the way it happened for everyone else. I wanna see how you handle this tight spot. Suddenly. Suddenly, suddenly it happened for them. I want to prophesy suddenly in this room. Father God, you are no respecter of person. The same God who did it for Paul and Silas, who did it for Sarah and Tere, the same God That same anointing still exists today. Father God, there are people in this room who are in some tight spots because they followed what they thought they heard you saying. And there's somebody in this room ready to quit. There's somebody in this room ready to go back to that toxic relationship. They're ready to go back to that addiction. They're ready to go back to that job and not pursue purpose. And Father God, I'm praying for a suddenly anointing that would saturate that thing, that would saturate them down to the core of their being. Oh God, that you would shift things suddenly. Shift it, God, suddenly. Shifted God, suddenly closed the door. Close the door and make the key disappear. Close the door and take the doorknob with you. We're not going back to who we used to be. Suddenly God opened the door. Suddenly God revealed the financing. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly God give me my confidence back. Suddenly God give me my faith back. Suddenly God give me my mind back. Suddenly, suddenly. And God did it, God did it suddenly. And I said to myself, God, why didn't Paul and Silas leave when the doors were open? Seems like if you had been in prison and the moment they opened the doors, you said, all right, I'm gonna head out. But that's not what they did. And God told me they didn't have to leave because the tables had turned. And the place where they were once oppressed, the place where they once experienced a tight spot became their territory. See, you only escape when you're no longer on your territory but when god got down in that tight spot with them he expanded it and made it their territory that's better than y'all clapping because if you understood what i understood it would mean that you didn't need god to deliver you from something he planned on giving you that you didn't need nobody to come and save you that i'm going to give you the very area that once oppressed you. I hear God saying that everywhere you have experienced pain and oppression is a sign that I wanna give you territory in that very area. There are lives connected to you, baby. There are films connected to you, baby. You need to start taking inventory over every area where you have felt oppression because God wants to give you deliverance. God, I felt oppressed because my daddy wasn't in my life. God said, that's why I'm gonna make you a great father. Somebody said, I felt oppressed because we live paycheck to paycheck. I hear God saying, that's all right, baby, because I'm gonna teach you generational wealth. The very area where I felt oppression. That I wasn't going to be good enough. That I broke all the church rules that I was never going to be those people who did things all of the right way and got to show up in ministry so I ran and I ran and I ran away from church and as long as I was running I couldn't see that God wanted to give me territory in the very area where I felt oppressed I don't know what you've been running from I don't know what happened to you that changed and shaped and molded you but I hear God saying that if you go back and put yourself in a tight spot that my glory will be manifested in your life in such a way that the thing that would have made you run becomes the place where you feel most comfortable. The tables turned, so much so that the warden was shocked that they were still in position. How could you still be where you are after all of the things that happened to you and after all of the things that you went through? But God kept them there because there were lives that needed to be saved from that very position. Paul and Silas go on. I didn't even give them the text, but I want to read it to you really quick. When the warden recognizes that they didn't leave even though they could have left, that they didn't walk away even though they should have ran away, that they stayed in spite of what had happened to them because they recognized that the power that was down on the inside once it was released would change what they were experiencing on the outside. He asked them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Had they left, they couldn't have saved the very people who were oppressing them. That's why we can't be so bitter and so upset with who hurt us that we can't find a way to deliver them. That's why we can't be so jaded that we can't find a way to help the very people who hurt us. But it does require that we learn the power and pressure of being in tight spaces. That we love them in a way that's crazy to the world, but because we trust what God can do from this tight space, that we stay in position, even when it hurts, even when it wounds us, cause God sent me here. And it's not working out the way that I thought it would, but I don't give up when things don't go the way that I want them to, because It's so much better your way. (laughs) So if you put me here, there must be something for me to do here. So my one responsibility and the thing that requires nothing but feels like it costs so much is to invite you into the tight space. Sometimes we don't want to invite God into those tight spaces because we invited people into those tight spaces and they disappointed us. And it is easier to be a loner, even if that means that we have separation from God. But I hear God saying, even if you're not ready to let people in again, even if you're not ready to trust again, if you would just let me in, let me get in that tight space with you so that I can show you how I can stretch this thing for you. I don't know who you are, but you've been trying to do it in your own strength. You've been trying to stretch that tight space out in your own strength. I've tried everything I know to do this tight space. God, I'm taking every job. I've auditioned for every single thing I could cause I'm in a tight space. The only thing I haven't done is asked you to get down in this thing with me. And God, I don't see how you could get away out of this tight spot. But if you were here with me, I would have peace. And I want to have an altar call. A moment here where we invite God into those tight spots. There's somebody in this room and you have an addiction for real. You've been avoiding it. You didn't want to talk about it. But that thing has a hold of you. I don't know who you are, but that is a generational addiction. And you are so upset that you just fell into the same thing that everyone else in your family went through. That you're assessing how you got there. And God says, I don't care how you got there. If you invite me in, I can get you out. There is no shame in being in a tight spot. Honey, we all get there. We all get there. If we're doing this thing the right way, we ought to find ourselves in some tight spots. We decided that we wanted to live a life that would make us more like Jesus. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes Jesus' shoes are too tight. God, I don't know if I can forgive. God, I don't know if I can move past that. I want to be like Jesus, but being like Jesus costs me so much pain sometimes. God said, that's all right. You don't have to do it by yourself. You've been in a tight spot, a tight spot financially, a tight spot emotionally. I know you want to come to the altar, but you're thinking the altar is so full, honey, get to this tight spot. We got room for you. There's room for you here. As you come, you make room for God and we make room for you and together we rise up as an army. Because the only way the earth shakes is if we rise up together and we call on the name of Jesus so that we invite him down into our circumstance and into our situation. I wanna tell you that I'm sorry That doing the right thing landed you in a tight spot. Because I feel like sometimes in church we spend so much time talking about the blessings and the promises and and the prosperity that comes with walking with God. So when you find yourself in a tight spot, it feels strange. It feels like maybe I didn't do everything the right way. Maybe we should spend more time talking about the persecutions that come with the promises. But it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. As a matter of fact, it means that you're doing something right. Because when Jesus got on the cross and then went into the tomb, before he could be glorified and resurrected he had to go through a tight spot so in the process of us becoming like him we will have moments like Jesus like Paul and Silas where we find ourselves in the tight spot but the Holy Spirit he makes up the difference so when we say fill me up it's about really stretching me out. God, stretch me out. God, cause right now I can only hold so much, I can only do so much, but if you fill me up, it'll stretch me out. And if you stretch me out, then I can have enough weight to handle this thing that I gotta go up against, because I am gonna go up against it. But I wanna go up against it with wisdom and strategy that can only come from above i need a wisdom greater than mine i need a strategy greater than mine and i can't do it on e somebody's been running on e too long oh i feel that for you somebody's been running on e too long you thought you were coming to a service i hear god saying that i came to fill you back up again that i came to fill you back up again that I came so that you may have overflow. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. If you're running on empty, somebody drains something out of you. But God is a restorer of what the locusts have eaten. I don't care what you have lost in the process. God says, if you get with me, I'll take on your burden and you take on mine. my burden is easy. It's light. If you're here and you don't know Jesus, there's nothing wrong with that. But I wanna introduce you to him. And you don't have to have it all figured out. You may even not even know how to be religious, honey. We don't know how to do it either. But what you can say is I wanna be in relationship with Jesus, that Jesus she's been talking about. I wanna invite you down to the altar as well. Because all we have done as believers is said that I don't wanna be in this tight spot by myself. So I accepted Jesus as my savior so that he could be down on the inside of me. And when I got access to Jesus, I got access to power. I got access to authority. I got access to anointing. So when I walk into the rooms, the rooms are not bigger than me. As a matter of fact, I am bigger than the room. You just can't tell it because I got something down on the inside of me. That's why Paul and Silas weren't afraid when they were in the prison, because they knew what was down on the inside of them. You may have hurt my flesh, but you didn't hurt my spirit. I'm gonna unleash the power of God in this thing and watch the ground start shaking. Watch the doors start open and the chains start falling. I want you to lift your hands like you're getting ready to receive overflow. And I'm gonna pray, but before I pray, I want you to pray like Paul and Silas prayed from your tight spot. I want you to open up your mouth in your own way. It can be a whisper, it could be whatever, but I want you to invite God into the tight spot. I know you're wounded. I know it feels awkward sometimes, but let's invite them in. God, God, I need you. God, to be honest, I'm, I'm nothing without you. God, I feel the walls closing in on me. God, I don't feel like I have what it takes. God, I'm in a tight spot. God, I think this addiction might be stronger than I realize. God, I'm in a tight spot. God, I don't have any family. I don't have any friends. God, I just had to bury somebody I love dearly. God, I'm in a tight spot. God, the depression is trying to take me out. I don't even have enough strength to go to therapy. I'm in a tight spot. The suicidal thoughts are running through my mind. I'm in a tight spot. I can't forget those things that happened. God, the memories are high. They're telling me I'm in a tight spot But God I want to invite you into that tight spot God I don't want to be in this tight spot by myself anymore God I need you 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 Every day God I need you Every hour God I need you Because I feel like I'm losing without you And I don't know if I can stand up to life without you But God, if you would get in this tight spot with me, I believe that you would help me find a way not to escape, but to understand the power connected to me being in this place. Spirit of the living God, more than anything we could ask you for, God, we need you. Father, you send a word for those of us struggling in tight spaces. But God, you didn't just send a word so that we could walk out of here the same way we came in. You want to give us more than what we came in here with. So, Father, I am asking wherever there is a heart open and a hand raised and a soul ready to receive, that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh, oh God that you would baptize them afresh in your presence, that they would recognize that when they are in your presence, that's all they did in the prison, is they made a request for your presence. They turned the prison into a church. God, I'm asking that you would turn every cell represented at this altar into a sanctuary, oh God, so that when this service is over, their service would just be beginning. God, wherever there is something locked up down on the inside of them in a tight spot, God, let them build an altar and may they place you on the throne. God, we're sorry that we haven't always realized that you were just a prayer away. But now that we recognize that you want access to every part of us, God, we give you full authority and full reign to touch every part of us. God, help us to understand what you're doing in this season and who we are becoming as a result of it. God, I'm asking that you would stir up the gift of God down on the inside of these your sons and daughters that they would be reminded of that vision that you had in mind when you sent them into that marriage, when you sent them to raise that child, when you sent them into this city, oh God, you gave them a vision and that tight spot is trying to make them lose sight of the vision. But God, as they worship, give them their vision back. As they worship, give them their creativity back. As they worship, God, give them all of the music, the words, the the songs that have been playing in their head. God, bring it back. God, give them the passion that they had before they got in the tight spot because when you get down in a thing it stretches everything that's down on the inside of us. So Father God I want to prophesy right now in the name of Jesus that this season of being in that tight spot alone is over because I decree and declare right now in the name of Jesus that freedom is coming on the other side of this pain. That breakthrough is coming on the other side of this pain and that what was once oppressing them they will have the power to overcome because they surrender to you. Repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I heard you. I needed this. I'm lost without you. But with you, I can do great exploits. I can survive anything. So I surrender to the discomfort Of this season because you're in it and because you're in it I can trust there's a better me connected to it thank you for Jesus thank you for making him who had no sin no weakness no fear no insecurity all of mine And when you placed him on the cross, you placed my fears and my limitations on the cross with him. And when he was raised free and victorious, I was raised up too. I'm ready to walk in that freedom. Unleash me, free me, stir up the gift of God in me that I can be a blessing to everyone who is listening as I pray and as I worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we celebrate? Like when we came to the altar, the earth started shaking. I think you could do better than that. I don't want cute praise want the kind of praise that lets hell know that I just re-upped that I just got my squad together that I'm not afraid any longer I need somebody to let fear know I need somebody to let pressure know that I'm not the same person that walked in here I messed around and got my strength back Remember, just like Paul and Silas did, that there are moments when you are in that tight spot that all you have to do is open your mouth and release the gift of God that's down on the inside of you and it will radically change everything that's taking place outside of you. Can I get a witness to that transformational?